Welcome to the Zenfulness Podcast. This is a legacy episode, and that's why the intro music has been different. Um, as you know, in uh, a couple other podcasts, I used to play a lot of World of Warcraft with some of my friends, Keith. And uh, in this episode, I have my other friend that I grew up with, Bryn, and we kind of, we all played this game together. And uh, that music is from the Barrens, which was like a savannah, kind of like African grassland setting with uh, lions, and it was really rugged and rough. And uh, we spent hours grinding in this in this place, <laughs> just trying to level up, trying to do quests and stuff like that. So I think in this podcast episode, first I'm going to introduce Brent to the podcast. He's going to talk a little bit about himself, and then we're going to dive into some lessons from playing Warcraft. Uh, this is going to be a cool one for me because, you know, a lot of people have a skewed image of what World of Warcraft is. They think it's like really nerdy, or really or uh, kind of like they're not really sure what it is. But honestly looking back at it. I don't play it anymore, but I honestly got a lot of life lessons from it. So uh, yeah, let's dive into it. And uh, here's Bryn. Hey guys, my name is Bryn. I'm currently a student full time, have been for the past five years at Mount Royal University. I currently have a diploma in personal training and I'm working on my bachelor's in physical literacy. Currently have about a year, year and a half left. Right now I'm working as a personal trainer at Mount Royal University and at the Calgary Winter Club, also as a consultant and a fitness instructor. So overall, he's just a he's pretty intense dude. He's, he's doing a lot of different stuff. Pretty busy, but busy is good. Yeah. So I enjoy it a lot. So like looking back at the wow days, dude, what what are some takeaways? Like, <laughs> like honestly, like when you're a kid, like that's one of the funnest things you could possibly do is like I, play. I, I kind of miss it, dude. I still, yeah. I still miss playing. Like I, I miss it too. Like it's one of the funnest things you could do with your friends besides like, like we weren't all, we, like we were always going outside. We were always skateboarding. We were always doing those activities, but we also enjoyed our time, like playing video games inside and stuff too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like playing those games and like enjoying them together. Like that, those were like some, like the most happiest moments of my life just because like the game was, simple so we're able to attain like short-term goals like in in the game setting and at the same time we didn't have responsibilities that we have now as being adults like we were kids we we could just have fun with it and yeah just and it, it kind of like brought it. us together too like i noticed we would be outside skating and then as soon as we got into the game we'd like get into these groups and do dungeons together or stuff like that so we were still you know working together trying to accomplish something yeah we, and we kind of had like these rivalries like we so in Warcraft, there's different classes, right? So there's, like, different classes. There's hunters, warriors, like, mages, and they all have different, like, abilities, and they fit into different roles. And uh, we w- would, like, duel each other and see who could, like, who who would win in these duels and, like, who got certain items and stuff like that. It, it was... Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, like, back in the day, the game was a lot harder than it is now. So, like, there was, like, times when, like, really good items would drop and then only one of them would get one of us would get it and it kind of taught the other people that like <laughs> yeah, you don't always yeah, you don't was, always get what you want oh yeah actually bringing the crew he was the we, we call, he was a ninja looter <laughs> he, you he, were the ninja looter. Really, I was, oh yeah maybe I was, so <laughs> anyways like so harsh consequences but in a whole like um yeah it's just a video game but as kids we didn't realize how much we were learning from it we were just having fun but Looking back at it now, it's it's easy to see that some of the things we did while playing the game and some of the things we learned have kind of transferred into like real life settings. Maybe not to extreme cir- circumstances, but in in small funny ways, they they sort of have like kind of taught us how to be in groups and how to work towards a common goal and how to help each other work towards our own personal goals, which is really great. And then at the end of the day. Um, everyone was always happy and like having fun and that's what and that's what the most important part was yeah and that's so true because i know see like for me i'll I'll tell you two takeaways that i got from it so number one takeaway the first takeaway is that like it was a grind right so like in the world of warcraft you have to level up to level cap right so once you get to the max level then a whole different world opens up and most of us like it could take a year at most. Like when we first started, it takes like years to get to that max level. And once you do, you see a whole different world. You see parts of the games that you never even imagined were there. 
And what I kind of took out of that was like, life is kind of a grind. So like, you know, as you level up, as you keep, and you just have to like keep practicing, keep working at it and like do a certain amount every single day. And then you'll just like gain the experience. And uh, so that was the first part, like life is a grind and you have to like keep chipping away every day to level up uh, to max level. And then the second takeaway I got from this is kind of like the social dynamics part of it, which is like, you're, so in World of Warcraft, it's an online MMO. There's multiple people around. There's people who are trading. There's like people who, like you can't do everything alone. You have to be able to work with groups. You have to be able to meet people. You have to be able to, you know, figure out what people want and give them what they mm-hmm. want. You have to think in synergy. So you can't be like, you can't be someone who always like makes people angry in the game because then no one wants to like work with you and then you can't get the experience that you need. So you have to learn how to be synergistic and work with like win-wins, right? So when me and Brynn would play in the Barrens, uh, we would do quests together and we would share a quest together and then we would, you know, work together and, and finish them or dungeons and stuff like that. Like we, you need each other because there's different roles. Like if someone is playing as a healer and then I'm like a, a damaged person and then someone else is a tank, you need the whole group to beat the dungeon. Yeah, and even, I even remember one time when uh, we were playing the game, Jeremy and like our other friend Keith, they were playing in the Barrens and I was, I was playing the game, but I was a little lower level than them, so I couldn't go to the Barrens, but I went there anyways and I kept getting like killed by all these, by all like the, the enemies and stuff in the Barrens. I kept getting killed very easily. And then Keith kept telling me to like, go back to the beginning, like go back to the beginning. Like you have to like get stronger before you come here. And then I didn't want to, I just wanted to play with them cause they were my friends. And then eventually um, I kind of just swallowed the pill and just went back to the beginning and kind of leveled up. So that kind of taught me a lot about like, yeah, you really like being with your friends and enjoying with your friends, but sometimes you got to take the step back in order to like move forward with them and like take care of like yourself and that sort of thing. And That's like, a solid point actually. Yeah. That is a solid point. And it was, it was, it was really fun. It was a really fun game. Like Jeremy was right. Like you, it was like a, a very social game, just like life, like being like people, we are extremely social and you need that part in order to be successful at literally anything. Like you can't be alone. And it kind of taught us like to have relationships with people. And back in the day we, we were uh, um, just young kids. So even our parents told us like, oh, don't talk to people online. Like, don't do this and that sort of thing. Like, it's not safe like it was back then. But um, we still kind of did it anyways. And I mean, we didn't give out any personal personal information, obviously, but we kind of exchanged items with other people and helped them get better and they helped us get better. And it we added them on like our friends list and it was just a very social game. And you could, like Jeremy said, you can't really, you can't get really far in that game and you won't enjoy it as much alone as you will with other people, just kind of like life. Yeah, that's solid, man. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so Bryn, like, want to talk about the classes and stuff, like, the class. What, what class were you most drawn to in the game? So I kind of, I mean, when I started playing, I was, it was fairly a while ago. It was almost like, I don't know, I want to say it was, like, 13 years ago when we started playing, yeah, started which sounds early. crazy right now. <laughs> but I think I started playing a warrior um, who's just, like, a, a really simple class, just has a weapon and just attacks enemies with it and I think I I played that because I think Jeremy was a warrior too so it, it kind of intrigued me to kind of like follow in his steps because it looked so cool and just the way he described it and then wait so what, what was your favorite class though because like you you didn't like you, I think you started as warrior but you played like you played like paladin hunter like I played yeah mainly played I started with warrior then I went to hunter for a while and now, like, I've just been, I've been playing Paladin for probably the longest just because I've enjoyed it the most, which is, um... Wait, so if you could pull some, like, Paladin, you know, things from the game and apply it to, like, life, like, what, what, what do you think is, okay, this is going to be a weird question, but, okay, so Paladin in real life, like, what would you say that is? 
I mean, like, like the reason why I like Paladins is because, well, a lot, a lot of, like, like, I still kind of play the game every once in a while, and a couple years ago, I was really into it still, and a lot of, like, my other, my, like, friends weren't playing anymore, like, Jeremy wasn't really playing, yeah, Keith I, I, wasn't playing. I still kind of want to play again, like, yeah. I get urges, like, all the time to play. Yeah, yeah like. Eventually, I think I will play, like, when, uh-huh. like, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's fun, I mean, but back in that, like, a couple years ago, nobody was playing, so I really liked playing a Paladin because they were really good at, like, beating things by themselves, you almost didn't need a group. Because they were, they were like they're really strong and they can do a lot of damage, but they can also heal themselves and they have defensive abilities too. So it was really easy for me to do the things I wanted to and not have to rely on groups. I still like looked to other players in the game who like weren't my friends to. It's actually crazy play with, because but, like I noticed like you as a person, Brendan, you're like really like self reliant. Yeah, like you kind of just. It's it's funny how like people like would choose classes, and they have a lot of like shared aspects with who they are, uh-huh. right? So like Bryn, like he's naturally always been like even growing up with him, he's been someone who kind of like does his own thing, you know, really self reliant, just kind of has his own groove, and he just can like challenge, he can tackle problems really good by himself, right? And I think that's yeah. the cool thing about a paladin is like he can tackle really a lot of problems by himself, but then you can also come to the group group setting and like share that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it might kind of sound ridiculous how we're, like, relating this game so much to, like, real life, but, like, it's it's easy for us to do it because it actually kind of applies. Like, it makes sense for us to talk about it Mm -hmm. just because um, we, like, invested so much into this game just playing it for fun, but we also, like, took kind of um, lessons that we learned from this game and applied it to, like, kind of real life. Yeah, no, and in a like, certain way. And the thing is, too, with Keith, like, he played a lot of, like, Mage. And, like, it's interesting, too, with, with Keith, he's, like, he talks a lot about, like, mindset. And, like, he was on the podcast before mm-hmm. uh, a couple times, actually. And, like, when you listen to Keith talk, he's always talking about, like, mindset, you know, strategizing, yeah. like, different situations, uh, philosophy, theoretical stuff. And it's cool, too, because, you know, the Mage is, like, the, the caster. He's, like, the intellectual. He's, yeah. he's the one who does all that stuff, right? So it's cool how, you know, people pick classes and they kind of, they can really relate with them. It's like, it's part of like who they are, right? Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting if you look how um, their personality has been or may has been like shaped by a different class they played in like a video game, which, which kind of sounds like... It sounds strange, but... It's actually not that strange, though, because I think people are naturally drawn to, you know, what they what they like, right? Yeah. So, like, w- if you pick up a class, you wouldn't pick it up if it doesn't somehow, you know, you don't feel related to it, mm-hmm. or if it doesn't mesh well with your personality. Yeah, being a, being a kid, you're extremely observant of a lot of, um, a lot of things, and you learn from them. And playing this game as, like... This game was different in that it was kind of like an MMO game. So you could pretty much like you were in like this virtual world where you had to like fight to get things you wanted. And you and you had to like, like Jeremy was saying, you had to grind for things that you wanted. So it kind of like transfers over into life like that too. Like it teaches you that sort of thing. It wasn't a, a game where you... Um, it wasn't a video game where you play and then you die and then you restart the whole game over again. Mm-hmm. It was a game where if you get knocked down, you get back up and you keep going no matter what until you get the goal kind of thing. So yeah. it kind of it, it kind of taught us a lot in that in that sort of sense. Yeah, and I would say like another cool aspect of it is you couldn't really beat it. Right? Like it was always it's like ongoing almost like life. Yeah. Right. So like you, you couldn't. Eat, yeah, yeah. You, you couldn't could. beat it at all. It's like you would exist in the world, and like, you just live it day to day, and like do your things, do your chores. Like, it was pretty crazy actually. Yeah. But was, uh, but yeah. So like I don't know. We we can keep talking about WoW or we can jump into something else. Yeah. I mean, we can kind of talk about how like where we're at now, and maybe how like. It's playing stuck. WoW is kind of stuck with us. Um, 
maybe influence us to make, like make choices or take steps in order to get where we are. So like, what would you say is like, let's say with your personal training stuff and your mm-hmm. fitness stuff, like, do you ever think of like how wow has impacted you there or? One, wow just kind of taught me like persistence and kind of like resiliency. It kind of taught me that like, if you like want something, you got to be like persistent and you got to be like precise with the steps that you take in order to get there. And sometimes um, it might take completing other things first that you don't want to do before you get what you want. Mm -hmm. And if you kind of apply yourself to really wanting that one thing, um, I kind of learned that you'll do other things subconsciously that'll even get you closer to that goal. And if you um, work at it like a little bit every day, then it kind of just adds up over time. And as long as you know you're moving forward, Mm -hmm. like sometimes on WOW, you would, if you had to collect 100 items of a certain thing, you would log on one day, maybe collect 10, and then you know you have 10. So then you'd log off and you know you only need 90 more. So it's kind of like that, like you you complete one step to getting a goal, whether it's like the job you want or um, like the school you want to go to or like the girl you want to like meet. You like take a step each day getting closer. But um, but like these like these st- these choices aren't always that easy to make too. like at first they might be, but sometimes it takes like a really big risk to kind of um move forward yeah and now it's it's like it's a lot harder in life too dude because like in wow it was a game right so like there's no like the the downside of it is like you can always kind of come back there's always like a second chance and i guess in life too there is too but in life it's a lot more harder to like i feel like a lot of people don't think they have a second chance you know what i mean because, like, in, in the game of Warcraft, like, every time you died, you'd go to the graveyard, then you would come back. But, like, let's say in life, you're, like, going towards a goal and you fail. I don't think, like, a lot of people think they can come back from it and you can just learn from it. Because, like, in, in Warcraft, you're failing all the time. You're going to try to beat bosses. Like, there's there's these things called raids. So you would go in, like, uh, like 25-man raids or, like, 10-man yeah. raids, like, 10 different people, 25 different people, even, like, 40 people. And some of these bosses, you would try and beat them, and they were insanely difficult, like very, very technical. You'd have to stand in the right places. It was, they would go on for like, sometimes like half an hour to an hour, like even like, even multiple hours for some bosses. Some some bosses were insane. And um, you would like, you would get to the last, like the last five minutes, think about this, you'd be like fighting for 45 minutes, get to that last five minutes, about to kill the boss, and you would wipe, you would die. And you'd have to come back, and you have to restart it again and say like, okay, where did I, where did I mess up here? Yeah. What did I do wrong here? And then you would, and you would do that over and over again with your raid until like the whole group, like some people would leave and then people would give up. Yeah. But uh, it like mimics life so well too, because like let's say you're going after a goal, right? And you, you you fail the first time, then you gotta like come back, calculate what you did wrong, and then go after it again. But the craziest thing about that is in, I think in life it's a lot harder to do that. Yeah, because you know. Right? In a video game, like the reason why video games are, are so like are so sweet in that sort of sense is because when you die in a video game, you you don't die in real life, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you when you fall down, in a video game, when you fail at doing a quest, you just log off and that's it. It's it's done. You're back in real life and that doesn't matter anymore. It's very easy to convince yourself that, um, that's okay. But in real life when that happens, your whole perspective is completely different. Because if you fail that test, maybe it means that you can't, maybe it means that you can't get a step further to achieving your goal of going to that school. Mm-hmm. And maybe you give up, or maybe you realize that you just have to work harder to retake the test and then are able to make it to that school. But it's a lot harder to, come to that realization and kind of like turn, make the 180 um, after like failing at something like that for sure. And sometimes it's, um, you gotta take things into your own hands and you gotta be the leader 
of yourself and sometimes waiting on things to happen isn't going to work all the time and you just kind of have to go for it yourself um, which can be very hard to do and that's kind of the difference between video games and that sort of thing because a lot of the times in the in the video games you have like a path set out for you and wow like there's quests that you follow and to get to your goal mm-hmm. and you have people helping you along the way um but it's like the circumstances are never the same as it is in real life obviously yeah it's well, a video i think game. in real life you, you don't know that path too like the path can be like unclear right like in, you can't in the, see yeah, it you can't see it ahead because in the game you could say like okay let's say you want to get like this legendary item um you would have to like do this quest and then after that you have to do this quest and then talk to this person but I think in real life it's a lot harder because you don't really know, like, how it will play out, and you just have to have like some kind of like almost like faith. I think. Yeah, and there's so many, so many things you, so many different things in real life that you may want, and um, you might not know what those things are. Like we have like visions of things we want to be, like maybe it's like being a doctor or like being an astronaut or being like a fireman. Like, you ask any kid that question, what he wants to be, and, like, he'll usually give you sort of an answer like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of like an out-of-this-world, not impossible, but difficult goal to kind of um, achieve. And, like, what changes? Like, what changes as you get older? Like, do you realize that you can't do it? Do you, does your self-doubt, like, increase? Do you like see the people around you failing and think that you can't do it? You can't do this either. Like, why does it uh, kind of render your motivation in that sort of way? Yeah, no, that's that's so true. Like, I remember in university uh, when I was doing like my math stuff. Like, I was I wasn't doing too well at a lot of points, and like, I didn't I couldn't really see the end goal. You know what I mean? And and I think that's the hard part about life is like once you start doubting yourself and you don't feel like you can finish something, then it just becomes like harder and harder and harder. Mm-hmm. But you kind of just have to push through. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> and sometimes there's... And I think that's why persistence is so important. Yeah, of course. Sometimes life has like surprises too that will catch you off guard that you kind of got to be prepared for as well. Just like mistakes that you've made that like come back to haunt you or just like... Um, surprises maybe in your personal life that upset you or just throw you off your course or make you react in a certain way that you don't know how to deal with and that sort of thing so it's kind of it's a lot different for sure but learning from the video game it's kind of in all it's kind of helped me like kind of learn the lesson of like if I want something I can get it but I have to like work hard to get it and I have to be confident that I will get it just like the video game if I wanted something I had to do these certain steps to get it and I knew I would eventually get it so wait so would you say like so I know like you're into like acting and you're taking classes and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so like this is kind of away from wild, but like, what draws you into like that acting side? Like, what have you learned so far doing that? Well, it was like something I wanted to do like really badly. Um, but like, what kind of happened was when I was like when I was younger, it was I was so I was such a playful kid, and I was so playful on my own even too. I would just have so much fun doing it. And as I got older, like I loved movies and I loved like watching shows and that sort of thing and always thought to myself hey like that would be cool to do like I wonder what that takes and then eventually it got to the point where I was like hey maybe I could do that and it got to the and then it got to the point where I was like almost getting sick to my stomach just like thinking like oh man I could do that like but like I'm and but I'm too scared to do it like I don't know like what it's like like this is so new for me like it's so uncomfortable too and then like Jeremy just like motivated me to do it. He's no, like, I didn't, I didn't motivate you to do it. You, you did well, it on your own. Well, yeah, but like, you were, it, you were the only one that just like kind of stuck it to me. You're, you, you made it really simple, but 
um, I don't know, like when you like hear it from somebody you, like grew up with and everything, just like saying that, it's like easy to like listen and respond and kind of like, um, kind of take like the information from and just kind of apply it. So that's what I did. I just kind of did it. And then it was, it was awesome. Like it was, it was obviously really uncomfortable and it made me really nervous, but it made me like grow in like ways I never thought I would. Like, which is yeah, really, which is really it's, positive. It's actually crazy too. Cause like when I saw like one of your first acting performances, I was like, well, this is a whole set of Brynn I've never like seen before. <laughs> and you were like, yeah. really, you're, you're like really good. I was like, well, like, cause before, like when you, like, let's say you want to do acting or stuff like that. I think your friend, like, all of your friends and the people around you are like, well, like, they don't see you as an actor. They see you as, like, someone who doesn't act. Yeah. But until, like, they see you start doing that stuff. You know what I mean? And then, like, once people and your family and your friends start seeing you, then, like, their vision of, like, or, like, their picture of you kind of changes. It's like, oh, this is Brandon. He does, like, acting. And it's just, like, accepted. Like, people just accept it and, like, roll with it. You know what I mean? And I think that's the hardest part of, like, starting something new. Yeah. Like, it's... It's it's good because it's made me um, kind of look for and not avoid um, uncomfortable positions as much because I realize that they can be like beneficial, whether it's like working with a client that you really don't want to work with or maybe it's waking up extra early to do a certain thing or going to a certain place to help a certain person or like talking to somebody you don't want to talk to just putting yourself in uncomfortable positions can always you always have to look about it look at it as like a positive thing kind of like like that book like the obstacle is the way like it's oh, yeah. have you read that book yeah i'm, I'm reading oh it right my now. god that's by yeah, yeah i've heard about that book by ryan holiday you haven't read, I haven't it? read it yeah i haven't read it but uh, i, th- you I gotta think read I, it. you yeah, don't have told me about it really no <laughs> okay, did yeah. I? Uh, yeah no ego is the enemy oh wait, ego is the enemy. i read that one you actually read the, oh damn dude i haven't yeah. read any of his books and i like the guy though is the is the way i'm reading right now he's he's really smart it's a good book but the whole point of it is kind of like perspective on things and like everything has a positive and everything has a negative. It's just kind of your perspective on the matter. Any kind of, like today I, I like read about how um, Thomas Edison, he had like his, his entire, there was a fire that like his whole lab like caught fire and it was like burning and everything was destroyed. And like, there was like massive like blue and green flames from all like the chemicals inside of this lab. <laughs> and he got, he got the call to come over and he calmly answered the phone and was like, all right, like I gotta go over there. And he went over to look at his lab on fire, all of his work. And he said, he was like, all he said was like to his wife or whoever, he said, go get the kids. Like they'll never see a fire like this again. And that was his reaction and he was smiling. And then, and then he said, like, it's just, he said, it's just a bunch of rubbish that's gone now. So he, like, that's what he said. It was his whole perspective on it. Like he lost maybe, that was like a million dollars of stuff. And back in that day, it's that's probably, probably a lot. It's yeah. equal to like maybe like 25 million. But then he continued to make like, $25 million that year after that. So like, does it really, did that really matter? Did that really change anything? Like, no, like you, you didn't let it. So it doesn't matter. Like, um, and the whole point of that kind of example and message was, I don't know, like if something negative happens, yeah, if something negative happens, depends how you look at it. It can either affect you or it can't, or you can just like, let it go like it doesn't it doesn't matter like don't like don't give um the negative the pleasure of being negative mm-hmm. kind of but damn dude that's so yeah true. it's it's a good book <laughs> yeah i definitely need to read, read that one actually yeah it's nice yeah like i remember um actually Bryn gave me okay so before i ever ever moved out um Bryn actually gave me the book that like made me move out actually it was it was a weird it was a weird story but pretty much 
he gave me he gave me this book called uh, Who Moved My Cheese, or he told me about it, and then I got it from someone else. Yeah. And uh, I read it like that night, and then in the morning I like decided to move out. But what the whole premise of it, <laughs> it which is like probably not a good thing to do on Surprise a whim. Surprise yeah. me, but yeah, like, it's it, it's a weird thing to do. But um, honestly, that book talks about like change, and you know like when things get too stuck in one way, you just kind of have to like mix it up. Even if there's like the obstacle there, like you can just get over it. And like, that's the whole, like change is good, right? Like changing, change is good, right? You gotta move it's, it's with never, the cheese. Yeah, you gotta move with the cheese. Yeah, it just kind of teaches you that like, um, the, the whole book, it's pretty much a story about two mice in a maze and the maze can be symbolized um, with whatever the reader like wants in life, whether it's like money, happiness, like power, like a good family, like like health, health or anything, kind of like that, like whatever their yeah, whatever their like um, their passion is. And these two mice, they they're going through the maze and they find this huge piece of cheese, and the cheese can is either kind of like sorry the the cheese is the passion and the maze is life so the cheese they found this cheese whether it's money happiness whatever mm. and and over the years like the cheese would go away and it would go away and it would go away but there's still a lot of it left but it would go away it would get smaller it would get smaller it would get smaller and then like one of the mouse mice realized that yeah, the cheese is going yeah. away so he decided he wanted to leave to go find more cheese and the mouse that was staying there said well why would you leave like we already have cheese here like it's already fine like why are you going away and then um this mouse just said like i wanted i want more cheese so he left he went into the maze again the maze of life and after that the mice that was remaining there after his cheese was gone he said who moved my cheese and that yeah. pretty much like just kind of symbolizes that you always have to be making like constant change. Otherwise, um, I kind of forget the main like yeah, ending well, of the book, but I think it's like when things are really, you know, when things are really going your way and things are like when the cheese is starting to run out, that's right when, and you feel like you're comfortable, right? You feel like you're comfortable. You feel like the cheese will never ever like run out, but eventually it will. And yeah. you have to leave the mage, you have to leave the home, you have to leave what, what is your comfort zone and then like go look for new cheese, right? And then eventually that cheese will run out and you have to go look for new cheese. And I think that's like the story of it is like, it's so easy to get stuck in the comfort zone. It's so easy to get stuck in like, just like not, not being able to get to the places where you want to and just feeling like it's impossible. It's so yeah. easy to like get stuck in like, oh, like I might as well not go to that acting class. I might as well not do that. I might as well not like... Yes. start uh like i might as well not record a podcast because i don't want to i might as well not do this or i might as well i might as well not do something that's out of my comfort zone because i don't want to yeah. do it right but yeah, that's like, like in fact what you should do yeah some, like yeah sometimes <coughs> the, the hardest decisions are the are the right ones right and it's it's really easy to just get a degree and get a job and then just get a nice salary and live the rest of your life like it's easy to do that, but like to you always want to be able to do more. Mm -hmm. You always want to like find the best in yourself, and you always want to try and go as far as you can to like get things, get the things that you want. Yeah, and I, I think that like what sort of thing. a lot of us like see. I'll, maybe I'll, I'll just speak for myself, but what I want is like I want I want to feel like passionate about what I do. Like yeah. I've, I've really been thinking about this. Like it's actually crazy because I feel like. Like, I'm turning 24 soon, and I feel, like, kind of weirded out that I'm, like, already 24. Like, the last five years, dude, actually blew by so fast. Yeah. And I can't even, like, I can't really remember what what happened, like, what I really did. And it's it's kind of, like, a weird, like, I'm kind of, like, it's kind of, like, a scary feeling, right? Like, because I feel like when you're passionate, you have, like, more memories. You know what I mean? Like, you can, like, you have those, like, great like great history you can look back at yeah right and i realized like the whole like i didn't really do as much as i should have done you know what mm -hmm. i mean and, like i think that's what like I, I want like i think what a lot of people want in life is they want to feel like passionate about what they do yeah 
Like, I know that with me, like, personally, like, where I'm at, like, right now, like, I'm, like, the happiest I've almost ever been, and I'm just, like, so comfortable just because, like, some of the small decisions that I've made have, like, impacted, like, um, my life in, like, insane ways and have, like, helped me achieve goals. Like, it's pretty crazy, but it's just kind of um, how you look at things. And, I mean, like, I feel the same way, like, turning 23. I feel like, like, the years have gone by really fast. Like, this is the first time me and Jeremy have seen each other in, like, over, like, yeah, eight like a, months. Yeah, it's a long time. And, like, even, when, like, today, like, my, like, Nicole, like, my girlfriend asked me, she's like, oh, when was the last time you saw Jeremy? And I was like, oh, like, two months ago. And then I was like, <laughs> actually, no, it was, like, a year ago almost. Yeah, yeah. And I was it's like, actually been long, but it feels, like, it doesn't feel that long, though. Well, no. Like, it just feels, it's just shocking, because... Life's so much busier now, there's so much more responsibility, so it's just going by much faster. So you don't have a lot of time to think, so you kind of got to act um, with the best of your abilities in certain situations. But I found, I, I was really lucky in the way that I kind of found out what I liked and was able to stick with it um, right out of high school until where I'm at now. And now there's just more doors that I've opened for myself that I want to go into that I'll be able to go into and confidently say that one day I'll be able to do it just because of how I've built well, just up. Just because like your consistency, like honestly, I feel like a lot of the, like your success that you've had in art now, like stems from skateboarding. Because like you were like crazy consistent at skateboarding yeah, growing it's... up and you could just like, you would get those tricks. So yeah, but, but that, that's a whole other story, though, but I feel like... It's, it's kind of related to, like, the wow sort of thing. Yeah, the wow stuff. It's like, like, to learn a trick, you had to devote time and patience and, like, physical energy for days, for weeks, like, until you got it. And, like, you wanted it so bad that you would, you would put in the work and you would, like put in the patience and you stay up late trying it and eventually you would get it like through all that frustration and it'd be the sweetest feeling ever and then after that you just want more and you want to learn more tricks so you apply that same factor it's kind of yeah it's kind of like life too in, in a way yeah it's, it's so it is so <laughs> like it's i yeah i found with myself like to the point where um, when I know that I want something really bad, I'll know because I'll, um, I'll get sick to my stomach just thinking about it, knowing that this is something I really want, this is something I have to work out, and this is something I have to do. And that kind of sickness in my stomach will kind of trigger get going, yeah. my plan to like, get going at it and try and do everything I could. And... Yeah, it would cause me a lot of stress, like, thinking about it and make me anxious and everything. But, like, what if I, this doesn't happen? What if this doesn't happen? But um, most of the time, I try and stay positive and... Wait, so what would you say... How do you deal with setbacks then, Bryn? Like, let's say you're, like, you, you're trying to go after a goal, like, whether it's in, like, acting or, like, your fitness stuff or even back in the day in skating. Like, like what? What I try and do is I try and set myself up so I don't have to, so I avoid setbacks in general. Like I'm, I'm the type of like, well, I'm not the type of person, but I really like guarantees with things. Mm -hmm. So if I, um, I get a job, like if I really want a job really badly and, um, I get it, I want to guarantee that I'll be able to that I have that job, that that job is mine now, that sort of thing, and that I'm not going to get let go or they're not going to change their mind or something's going to come up or something like that. I always try and um, but I think, see, avoid part of that setbacks. Is because you, is part of that might be because you put in, like, a lot of work, right? Yeah. So because you always put in, like, a lot of work, like, you don't I mean, experience this, like... I have experienced setbacks. But we I, all experience setbacks. So. Yeah, I try and avoid them as much as I can, whether it's like 
going through a breakup in a relationship or um, or I thought of a really good example and it's just spacing my mind now um, or yeah or getting surgery or something like that it just kind of really um, puts you behind and just holds up all the things you want to do so it makes it really hard especially to do the things that make you happy that kind of keep you going day by day which which kind of sucks but with a lot of those setbacks like for the ones that I I can't I haven't been able to avoid um like with breakups for example if I'm like if I'm with a girl and we're together and then like something happens like that causes us to separate um after that like I'm usually like pretty pretty upset, pretty stressed, like pretty set back from what I'm doing. I have no motivation. So what I try and do, what I look at it as is like, is like, oh, like this is a good opportunity for me to do something that like I wouldn't want to do um, in like a regular, in my like regular, like happy mood because I'm feeling so down right now. I'm not, I don't care about a lot of the consequences Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. I don't care about like the nervousness, like for example, after one kind of like breakup, I, I decided to take all that energy and go get my gun license and go buy a gun. (laughs) I know, I know how that sounds, but, (laughs) but how it actually worked is after that relationship, I, before I bought a gun, what I did was. I got my gun license and then I got a job uh, doing labor up like for a whole summer with one of my good friends. And that was really kind of therapeutic for me almost. And then I, at the end of the summer I had enough money so I bought my own gun. So I was able to enjoy like a new hobby out of that. And like, and it was really fun for me. And then even like after another like break up with another girl, I was able to take that and actually apply and like use it that, to, to vent out or like go out into the yeah, world. And... I was able to, well, yeah, I was able to apply that energy to acting and like go do acting because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to do this like kind of thing. It's not like I'm going to show this person kind of attitude, but yeah, you just... it's like I have nothing to lose anymore. So I might as well try this thing, right? see what happens so like so it's easier to make hard decisions when you feel like like sh- like kind of like shit because you have nothing to lose that's well at least that's what your mind thinks yeah and i think that's a perfect strategy Brynn, because you almost like whenever you get a setback or like something you don't want to have happen you take that same energy and then you feel it into something positive uh-huh. right and something that you want to have happen and that's actually crazy because like i need to start applying that more like that's a, <laughs> I, I'd never, yeah. I didn't really look at it that way. Like for me, like I'm always thinking about like not, not ever giving up, uh-huh. but realistically, like, you know, that's actually probably a better strategy. Uh-huh. Even like with being in like debt and that sort of thing, not being able to pay it off, like the frustration of having to pay like mm. um, fees when I know I can't afford it yeah, or like student but, loans and stuff like that. Yeah. It just frustrates me and like I just want to like complain to everybody. I just want to say like, oh, this sucks. Like it's my parents. I just want to say like, yeah, like I have no money. This like sucks. This is the worst thing ever. But but I think it's almost like a blessing too because what I've noticed is like it forces you to like figure out how to get out of it. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And like set up like strategies and like do a budget, a daily budget and keep track of the logs of the numbers and like – I think for me, what I've noticed is like if you are in debt and you practice getting out of it, practice the art of like saving, budgeting, tracking things. And once you do get out of it, those habits that got you out of debt become habits that teach you how to save. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like that same process of like, you know, yeah. get, that will get you out of there will also get you out of like, or will also make you tons of money with saving and stuff like that. So yeah. I think in the seed, like, there's a good quote in like, a th- I think it's in Think and Grow Rich, but it talks about how when you face any adversity, there's actually a seed of like potential there. Mm-hmm. Like some, I think I butchered that, but it's something like that. So whenever you have like a setback or like a failure, it's there's actually something... a blessing in disguise because yeah. what you learn from that or how you get out of that, 
you once you do get out of it, it's not there, right? And I think in life, like a lot of I, me and Keith are talking about this in one of the one of the last podcasts was like, um, I don't think life is about, or I think in life it's not really about um, adding all these like beneficial things to you, it and it's more about like taking away the negative parts. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like if we have finding some, the positive, yeah. finding the needle in the haystack kind of thing. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, it's. It's sometimes it's really hard to do that. Like it's really really hard. Like if you, um, say you get into a really bad car accident and your car is totaled, or you can't, um, end up paying for school, and that sort of thing. It's really hard to look at those situations and kind of say like, oh that's okay. I'll just save up and do it next year or the year after that. Like it's really hard to do that. Um, but taking like small losses, like being in debt and doing that sort of thing can help you prepare for those bigger situations. Like, um, if you're like house burns down or yeah, that's, something like that. Like actually, what, I know a guy's house burned down, uh, twice. Yeah, twice, that's crazy. Dude, that's crazy. And it wasn't like, he had nothing to do with it, like. It was just by chance, by luck. Yeah, like, I was talking to... I've talked to a few people from, like, Fort McMurray. Like, talked about their houses that burnt down. And I couldn't relate to these people. Because it's so hard. And, like, all they, like... Like, all they can say is, like, just everything was gone like that. Like, they couldn't do anything. Like, it was scary. But, like, it made them a lot stronger. And that they could deal with that kind of thing. And, like, in all, I feel like every like person is on this earth is kind of um blessed because we get to we, we have the opportunity to learn from a lot of the mistakes we make and we're living in kind of a really safe world mm. which is a good thing but also kind of a bad thing because it can help us um, procrastinate more and stuff procrastinate like get into a really comfortable life that isn't what we really want and that sort of thing um it's really competitive too. It makes it a lot more competitive. So, but I, I don't know. If you would say, okay, this is gonna be some of the second last question. I have two more questions for you. Okay. But um, I'm gonna pull. This is called a Lewis House. Keith pulled it on me during the last podcast. We're stealing some of his questions. Uh, shout out to the School of Grace Greatness podcast, Lewis House. But uh, so Bryn, uh, if you were about to die tomorrow. And it's your last day and you have three simple truths, three simple like things to leave the world behind, three simple like meanings of life or facts that you really believe in. What would those three things be? Like sayings or physical yeah. objects? Yeah, or? just three, three different like sayings or ideas, I guess, about life. About life? Um, I mean, probably the first thing is like enjoy every moment, like love every single day. Sometimes um, we get carried away and sometimes we have bad days, but love every single day you have, learn how to appreciate what you have. And that kind of can kind of, that's really helps. It's just a basis. Second thing is learn, like live in the present, like live in the now. Like when, the, when was the last time you took a shower? Like were you really taking a shower or were you yeah. thinking about what you're going to do <laughs> for the next week? Yeah, that's so true. Like live in the present Enjoy what's going on now. Um, enjoy that glass of water you're drinking, like the food you're eating. What does it taste like? Like, don't be on the TV. Like, enjoy your meal. Like, live in the present, cause it's it's beautiful. That's why they call it the present. Mm-hmm. And probably the third thing, and the most important thing is, um, um, that will kind of help you in life that I like, I like to go by and that like really is stuck with me is, um, find out what you want in life and then learn how to ask for it. Holy, that's like a, (laughs) that's like, that's like a game changer right there. Um, okay. Yeah. Damn. Okay. So I guess my last question here is, um, so if you could, go back to 18 year old Bryn, you know, 
just finished your high school, you know, really happy. Yeah. Lots of different stuff going on. What would, what advice would you give them from, from the future? I don't know. Honestly, nothing. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've like, okay, another question I've, then. <laughs> I've talked, I, I've, um, every, every mistake I've made has gone me to where I am and who's maybe the person I am today. All like the mistakes I've made um, when I was like younger in like my adolescent years or anything like that has like made me into the person I am today. And like I've made a lot of mistakes and have gotten away with a lot of silly things that I've done which have made me into the person I am today. And where I'm at right now is the best place I've been and I wouldn't want to go back and do it over again because it would it would mess no, up yeah yeah I just I don't want I just don't want to go back and do it again like if I were to tell my like I don't want to go back and do it again obviously um I'm really happy where I am now but if I were to tell my 18 year old self something I wouldn't tell him anything just because um everything that I did even though some of it was um kind of irrational and some of them were really big mistakes they like got me to where I am today so I wouldn't really I wouldn't change anything well there you have it Bryn Lindstrom guys um I just want to end this with thanking Bryn for coming on uh, I haven't seen Bryn in a while so uh, this 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 episode was really special to me and uh I learned a lot from this one uh this is going to be a legacy one with the wow music intro but uh, I just want to thank Brent again for coming on the podcast. And yeah, of course. Yeah, man. Thank fun. you so much. And yeah. uh, I will see you guys in the next episode of the Zenfluence podcast. And I guess the last remarks I want to leave here is um, that last thing that Brent was saying is, uh, you know, mistakes are part of life. And when you make mistakes, there's always a way to correct them and get better and get stronger. And you don't blame yourself. You know, don't beat yourself up. Just roll with the punches and, and keep going.